0: Yeah, coach. Uh, with you having two drivers eliminated the other day, uh, I'm curious about what the what the feeling is, or is in the shop. Uh, is it? Do you feel like people are deflated, or the fact that Christopher is still in it is enough to keep people energized? No, I, I think getting in it is just extremely hard, Bob. And I think that our guys are thrilled that we're in it. Uh, we're proud of um, the fact that we've been in it you know, the years that we have. So that's been exciting. We felt like at Martinsville, we gave it everything we had. Uh, we felt like that Homestead was our problem with the 11 and the 19. Everything that happened to us there, we just couldn't overcome it when we got to Martinsville. Now, I, I think everybody here is, we're, we're obviously, the teams that aren't in, the meeting on Monday is kind of a you know it's not the happy time for them it's a downer but I think overall everybody realizes what an opportunity it is and we got a chance so that's all you can ask for in pro sports and so I think everybody's excited from that standpoint and you know a lot of people would probably put Christopher as like kind of a- if they ranked your drivers in the playoffs as, as third among those three, I'm curious what you've seen in him and his team throughout the playoffs that
1: make you think he can challenge on Sunday.
0: Well, I, I think uh, first of all, Adam, our crew chief is really is something we think uh, is special. I know Christopher would tell you that, Adam Stevens, and yeah, he's just been great at directing things. Um, taking a young guy like Christopher and for us to be in there two years in a row is just a huge deal. It's a huge accomplishment. And I I think the thing about Christopher is if you kind of notice what he's been able to do when he kind of gets to a point where he kind of looks at the latter part of the season, knowing how crucial the races are, it's just kind of where he steps up. He did it last year. And uh, and and he did the same thing again this year. So I think there's four very excellent teams in the playoffs. I don't think many people have a particular favorite, but I, I think all of them are really, really, when you fight through the year that you have to go through, and you think about all you got to do in NASCAR and all you got to accomplish, all the different tracks, the travel, the length of the season, I think is a major deal. And so to go through all that and to wind up being in the final four and having a chance, it's just really hard to do. And so we appreciate it. And then, gosh, I think our everybody here at JGR is excited about the opportunity.
2: Coach, you see Denny Hamlin as close as anyone. You are his boss. While no one criticizes Truex for not Making it, it's very competitive. Those who are not on the side of Denny Hamlin, perhaps unfairly, question is focus, concentration, concentration, and even smarts. Do you feel like that's unfair? You see Denny in the meetings. You know what Denny has added to it. Is that unfair?
0: I think uh, I I I can always remember. I got a question. Uh, uh, on jeff gordon one time you know why why, why don't people boo jeff gordon and i said you got to realize in our sport you know what's the most you're going to get of fans what, what's the most what did dale earnhardt get you know 30 percent? i don't know but you got a huge <laughs> a huge group of fans that are going to be pulling against you and i think that's one of the thrills about our sport i think it you know you got the drivers are competing with each other. Everybody's got their favorite. You got uh, the manufacturers are competing against each other. And then the race teams are competing against each other. And so I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think popular drivers are, are only going to get a, a certain number of fans that are going to cheer for them. And then uh, there's gonna be some booze in there. So I think that's kind, of, that's kind of the world we live in, in NASCAR. And I think everybody, everybody gets uh, revved up and emotional about it. And I think that's one of the great things about our sport. You know, you go into you know, our, our different racetracks and there's nobody sitting on their hands. They're after it, they're, they're pulling for their team.
2: And Christopher Bell, you know, finished third in 2022, just short of Logano and runner-up Ross Chastain. Do you feel like, you know, we've got these mid-young drivers. They're not the young, young rookies competing, but we got a a younger batch and some of the veterans like Truex and Denny will not be uh, in the championship four. How do you look at that? And how do you look at how they're poised to compete against each other and the kind of, uh, you know, competition they'll put on? without these these veterans that we're used to seeing.
0: Yeah, I think what happened with this younger group this year, I think it's just something that I don't I I think it's just something that happened. And certainly we know that many of those veteran guys could have made it, but it let me say this you go through our playoff for 10 10 races and the way it's scheduled, hold your breath every three weeks. And so I think this year it's just the way it worked out. I know in our case, our two veteran guys, like I said, we just had a lot happen to us, uh, you know, at Homestead. And it just got kind of out of our control there, which can happen in our sport. Uh, Sometimes the car doesn't obey. (laughs) It it has problems. And certainly that's what happened to us. But anyway, I, I just think this happens to be. And I know everybody's writing about it and talking about it. It's a younger group, for sure, in the playoffs. And so I don't quite know what to make of that, to be truthful.
2: Maybe I'll see you in Victory Lane. It's where I usually run into you. So I uh, <laughs> appreciate your time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like seeing you, Claire. I know we've been, we've had a good day.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
3: All right, our next question, will go to Trey Downey. Go <laughs> ahead, Trey.
0: Hey coach, this is the 10th year of the championship for Format
4: and JGR is the only team that has had a driver in the championship for every year that this has been the format. Obviously I know you'd like to have more championships in the past decade, but what does that accomplishment
0: mean to the team to get someone to this point every single year? I think it, I think it is extremely hard, Trey, and thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I I think our people here, you know, the thing that I kind of hate about our sport in a way, you know, we have all the people here at our complex and they really don't get to be in winner's circle. And so what we try and do on the day after when we win before our competition meeting, we put up a banner and we bring everybody in on the floor and we have a chance to have the driver talk to them, the crew chief, and obviously I talked to them. So it's it's the total team effort. I think everybody that's in this final four or anybody that's racing in NASCAR uh, will tell you it's extremely hard. You know, I always tell everybody that, you know, I was fortunate enough in football to win a Super Bowl the second year. And when I came over to NASCAR, it was nine years before we we were able to win a championship. And so I think that's just an example of how hard it is. I think that's the reason why the fans enjoy it. We appreciate our fans so much, but I think they enjoy knowing how hard it is. And so I, I think it's hard to win a race. And we see even the best young guys when they come over I think the average is somewhere around 100 races before you can win a race. And so I think, you know, as fans, we appreciate watching something that's really, really hard and having the people in it make it look easy. And so I think it's the greatest reality show in the world. And so we're just thrilled to be a part of it, and love it.
4: And then just as a whole from bird's eye view, Ten years of this of this format now. Just kind of,
0: what's your take on the championship four as we've had a decade of it? Now? Yeah, I, I think in general, if you kind of look at who's won championships and who gets into the final four, I think it does reward. You know, um, really, really good cars that had a that had a heck of a year. Uh, you just can't get there. Uh, and our cars, our two veteran guys, kind of showed how hard it is. There's so much can happen to you, you know, you take Martin and puncture a tire at Kansas. How does that happen? The issues we had at Homestead. And so I think it's a lot to overcome and you got to really put together a great year and in particular in the playoffs because you can have a one bad race and put yourself in real, real trouble on any of those uh, three race uh, segments of our playoffs.
4: Thank you.
3: All right. Our next question will go to Lee Spencer. Go ahead, Lee.
2: Thank you. And thank you for joining us today, Coach. Um, you've been a beneficiary of what TRD has been able to do with their driver development program and Christopher Bell. And to do it as successfully as they had, and you can either even look at Kyle Larson in that manner because they came through, you know, the Keith Coons Um, you know, I guess, farm club, right? Um, You're somebody that understands farm clubs and the whole development of of players. Can you just speak to um, just the success that they've had in in bringing up drivers and and being able to plug them into organizations such as Joe Gibbs Racing?
0: Yeah, I think, Lee, I think that's a, a great point. I think I have many times people ask me, well, how does a how does a young guy wind up getting a chance to race, particularly in the top level of our sport? And I think what happens is all those uh, series where young guys start out, you know, racing, whether it's the late model world or sometimes it's go-karts. And so they when you see them start winning at that level, Toyota's done a great job of trying to look and see who is showing great talent. And sometimes the kids, you know, may not have a lot of resources to go with that. And I think Toyota's done a great job of trying to see the young talent. And then in many cases, helping them, supporting them and helping them, whether it's trucks in their truck program, whether it's uh, helping with uh, late models, whether it's ARCA or Xfinity, as they work their way up, they've just done a great job of that. And of course we've been the beneficiary and uh, Christopher's a great example of that. And so we appreciate our partnership with Toyota and Everway, but I I think they do a fantastic job. I know all the manufacturers are looking uh, at young talent, but I think they do a good job of scouting and they got uh, got the (laughs) talented people that are looking at the young guys and trying to pick out the future stars. Appreciate your time. Thank you. And good luck this weekend.
4: You bet. Lee. Thank you.
3: All right. Our next question. will go to Dustin Long. Go ahead, Dustin.
4: Thank you. Hey, uh, Joe, I want to talk to you about a couple of things. One, I want to ask you about the 19 team and obviously a great regular season, but we see what happens in the playoffs Yeah. and, and after the struggles of, you know, not making the playoffs last year in other sports, you know, sometimes, Playoff performances can mean even more and can lead to changes within a group. How do you assess what the 19 has done? And as you look at that team, what you look at for next year with that group?
0: OK, well, I, I think, first of all, Dustin, I had a great question. And I, I think I don't think ha- I've had anything like this happen to our race team since we've been in the sport, uh, you know, 31 years. So in regular season, you don't luck out in 26 races you got to really be good. And I felt like that we kind of worked extremely hard and particular coming back from a year where we don't win a race. And we know how good Martin is, we know how good James is, our teams. And so we worked extremely hard, huge disappointment a year ago. So we made a great effort and off all season. We came out, started right off the bat, you know, and, you know, we we won with the car. We went 26 weekends and we didn't just win. It was a, a lopsided win. You know, I think we're over 40 points or something different. So it shows you at that point, we really felt like we was we were in a position to make a great run. And uh, you know, you, you wind up with things like at Kansas, never had that happen to us before, puncture tire. And, you know, we hit the wall and qualifying I, I think at Darlington kind of made a decision there and it wound up you know we thought we had things fixed and we didn't and so it kind of went and it can happen in pro sports I've experienced it and in, in the years that I've coached or been over here uh, but it was really unusual I don't remember a time like this where we struggled and uh, yet we're as fast as we were qualified on poles and stuff, and yet could not get to the finish line with it. And I think Homestead really hurt us. Like I said, you know, we had some issues there for sure. Uh, And I think that's the race that cost us. I I was standing with the crew chiefs um, at Martinsville and both of them said it wasn't this week, it was last week. And so, yeah, it's just, I don't think you can can, uh, really make sense of it in a way because it doesn't make sense we're all kind of baffled by it what happened to us this year with the 19.
4: So there doesn't need to be any type of changes with that with how that group no,
0: is. I, I think you know the thing about Martin if if you're gonna normally have issues and want changes you know it would have started last year <laughs> we don't win a race and Martin I'm telling you that guy comes every single week he, is, he never second guesses stuff. He'll be mad during the race like anybody would be. He's got a temper. I mean, all of that plays out. But honestly, during the weeks after that, when some of the toughest things for that guy to have experienced in a race car, he does such a great job of keeping his balance with it. And he really... Is never really that I've heard him second guess things.
4: Last thing I want to ask you is just about the pairing of Adam Stevens with Christopher Bell. Obviously, uh, you had the opportunity to when you brought in Christopher, you could have put him with somebody else or anybody else. What led to the decision to put with with Adam, and and how that's progressed? Yeah, I think that's one of the real
0: delicate things in racing uh, because sometimes we see in the past where people say well, this is a dream combination, it doesn't work out. And certainly I think the other part of that is that is a hard thing to keep together, crew chiefs and drivers, because what happens to us uh, is you have the extreme highs and the extreme lows. And we all know as human beings, we have a tough time dealing with those two things. (laughs) And so when, when you lose races, the natural tendency for all of us is to, you know, it, it can't be my fault. It's got to be something else, and so that that kind of starts. But what's happened with with James, with, uh, James and uh, Martin, they've got a real they, they've got a they'll get after each other, and I think you know you've heard that during races, but they also have a bond there, and I would say Martin is just. You know, he is as solid as any person you want to ever be around. And and we've seen him handle some of the worst things that you could, you know, kind of have happen to you during a season. And so I I think it's a tribute to those two guys. I think normally what happens when that happens is, you know, you start getting the, the issues that cause crew chiefs and drivers to separate. If you kind of look at the history, it, 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 it happens a lot. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thank you.
1: All right. Our next question will go to Kelly Crandall. Go ahead, Kelly. Thanks, Amanda. Hey, Joe, I have two things for you. To look at the Xfinity Series for a minute, John Hunter is going to compete for the championship this weekend. But going back to Martinsville, um, Sammy, of course, was a little upset. Again, you guys uh, left Martinsville with with a driver upset about what had happened. What was your view of that last restart? And do you think that was just heat of the moment of of Sammy emotional trying to make the championship four and coming up short?
0: Yeah, I I think a great question. And I would would say this, for the last two years, that that race at Martinsville and Xfinity has been chaotic at the end. When you think about that, there's everything on the line and you got young guys going for it. And really, it was kind of chaos this year, for sure. So much happened. I would say that there were a lot of people that left the racetrack really upset. And we saw it play out. You know, it played out, you know, on TV and everything else. uh, Because there were so many, and, and you get down to the end and you kind of think about all the things that somebody could have thought of or planned out. But man, in the heat of battle and everything that was taking place there, and it winds up being at the end, you don't know how it's gonna wind up with who's uh, who's gonna restart in the outside lane, the inside lane. And what it does, it just leads to a lot of, it can lead to chaos and it has for two years in a row. And so I just think there were a lot of decisions that could have been made, weren't made. I think it goes with having a race like that where there's so much on the line So many young guys going for it. And I think that a lot of people left the racetrack upset, really.
1: The second thing I wanted to ask is Trey had asked you about this format, this elimination format and your thoughts on it over the years. Along those same lines, I wanted to ask, we've always heard from drivers about how stressful this is, um, how entertaining it can be, and many different things to describe it as they go through it as drivers. You, the team owner, is it the same for you over the years, how stressful and how emotional watching your drivers and going through this process?
0: There's so much on the line. And I think that's a a great question. I go all the way back to when we raced under the other format, where it was just year-long, whoever had the most points won. And really what happened there sometimes is it's pretty much over before even the last race. And so I think what NASCAR did, which certainly I think is increased fan effort and the excitement about our playoffs. And certainly it fits with TV and everything else that takes place. But man, going three races and realizing that four cars are gonna be dropped out, it, it does put a lot of pressure on everybody. And so it certainly does, I know for me, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I think at Homestead, I was, I was ready to have the the big one. You know what I mean? And, and so it's just, it, it is, the way it's designed right now, it does add to pressure. And I think that the fans really do enjoy it because there is that much pressure. And you got three weeks to make it happen.
3: Thank you. All right, Coach, that appears to be all of our questions. A big thank you to spending time with us again. I'm glad that we were able to kick off this session with a special visit from Mr. H as well. We we enjoyed that from our end. So we wish you the best of luck this weekend as well with Christopher and, and the team.
0: We appreciate it. I want to say thanks to DeWalt Reim. Interstate batteries, Yahoo, Sirius, and Toyota. I got to get that in there. (laughs) They're all on the 20 car and we're going to take our shot. I appreciate everybody out there, all the attention and everything that comes from all the people that are on today. Just appreciate everybody that covers our sport, our fans, it's just a huge deal. We love it here. We're thrilled to be a part of it. And I want to say thanks to all of you that make us look so good.
3: Well, we appreciate you taking the time to say thank you to all your sponsors. Obviously, we can't make it without them. So um, we wish you guys the best of luck this weekend.
0: Thank you, Amanda.